Well, this is going to be a fun week of Big 12 football because we've got a full slate all on Halloween. Great to be with you. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. And before we get it rolling, leave us that rating, review, subscribe to the podcast. It helps us tremendously grow this show because of you guys at the grassroots level. And as my thank you in response, we'll get you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in return. When you leave us that rating and review and send me a screenshot of the rating and review, to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And we'll get the koozie right in the mail for you guys. Really appreciate that. And we'll get to our power rankings here coming up. But let's first touch on the fact that Mike Gundy and the Oklahoma State Cowboys appear to be the real deal. I told you guys last week I was a little hesitant, and that's why I picked Iowa State plus three and a half, and I also picked Iowa State straight up. Even though I thought Bedlam would be the matchup in the Big 12 championship game, I liked Iowa State last week. I got the backdoor cover, by the way. I got the backdoor cover, but I, of course, got the game itself wrong. Uh, But right now, there's no doubt about it. The Big 12 is rolling through Stillwater, Oklahoma. All right? It just is. And it's uh, not because Oklahoma State's, you know, a game or a half game out of first place in the Big 12. I mean, them and Kansas State are both undefeated. They'll play each other uh, next week. That's going to be a huge game in Manhattan. But it's because of how this team is winning games. Mike Gundy is not doing it with just the flashy offenses, the James Blackmans, the James Washingtons, the Brandon Whedons, the Mason Rudolphs of the world. It's not all about that. It's not. It's a running game led by Chuba Hubbard that right now is ranked first in the Big 12 in 216 rushing yards per game. Of course, Hubbard and L.D. Brown carrying uh, the offense on the ground. It's a defense, by the way, a a defense that is second right now in the Big 12 in total yards behind West Virginia. It's first in scoring defense in the conference. It's second in passing defense in the conference. It's a team that even in special teams has been really good thus far in the punk game. They've been absolutely outstanding. Third in the Big 12 in a punt return average behind Kansas State and Oklahoma. In the kicking game, they're first in the Big 12 in field goal percentage. They're doing it in all three facets. And and yes, Spencer Sanders, a quarterback, is a different player than the quarterbacks of the past that have taken this team to uh, certain levels, right? He's not Mason Rudolph or Brandon Whedon. Now, he's got the legs that those guys don't have. He doesn't have the deep ball that those guys had. But you know what? That can be worked on. He was a little rusty last week against Iowa State. But all in all, Spencer Sanders did a really nice job in his first game back since the opener, and he looked pretty darn fresh as well. Uh, This team is just in all three levels. Offense, defense, special teams is the team to beat in the Big 12 right now. There's no doubt about it. Now, if you're Mike Gundy and you're an Oklahoma State fan, here's your obvious concern, right? You've got Texas this weekend. You've got at Kansas State. You have a week off. Then it's Oklahoma. This is the season right here. These four games, we always talked about these four games defining the season. Iowa State, Texas, at Kansas State, at Oklahoma. You got through phase one of this with Iowa State this past weekend. You've got Texas this weekend. I feel good about that game for the Pokes. Uh, Texas, I still don't know what to make of them. Uh, I'm not buying into what Tom Herman is selling right now. I'm just not doing it. And then you've got 
at Kansas State, and that could help determine who is going to be playing for a Big 12 championship. It will help determine that. And then, of course, Bedlam. And if there's ever a year for Mike Gundy to find himself in a position to get that Bedlam monkey off his back, he's 2-13 and 13 against Oklahoma. It's the year when they've got a redshirt freshman at quarterback. But you wish you would have gotten OU two weeks ago because this team is going to get better and better, and you saw that play out last weekend against TCU. So uh, last week the picks went 2-3 and three against the spread. I got the backdoor cover with Iowa State. I got K-State minus 20. Against uh, Kansas, I unfortunately dropped the other three, but we're still 16-8 and eight against the spread in Big 12 games this year. That was the first losing week against the spread uh, for the Big 12 picks. So we do it each and every week. Let's get to our Big 12 power rankings here for this week in the conference. So let's get to um, our rankings here at number one. No shocker based off what you just heard me talk about. Oklahoma State in the driver's seat in the Big 12 power rankings Then we've got the Kansas State Wildcats at number two after they beat Kansas this past weekend. Uh, Talk about all three phases, by the way. Uh, Kansas State, not far behind. Not far behind at all. When you talk about the offense and Will Howard, Deuce Vaughn, that special teams, Phillip Brooks, and a defense that is a bend but don't break defense right now for the Wildcats. They're in the two spot. At number three, the Oklahoma Sooners. OU's back in the top 25, a dominant win over TCU on the road. And you can see Spencer Rattler getting more comfortable by the series, not the game, by the series. And, oh, yeah, how about uh, Marvin Mims? All right, he is a dude at wide receiver. We wrote about this a month ago. Our Timothy Bailey wrote about this a month ago on heartlandcollegesports.com. And, man, oh, man, uh, this guy has proven it time and time again. He's the real deal. At number four, we've got the Texas Longhorns. And you know what? They're back in the win column, at least for now. Some of the off-field news is quieted down after beating Baylor. But all that can change on a dime because if uh, Mike Gundy embarrasses Tom Herman this week, and you know that Mike Gundy would love to do that, by the way, right? Don't kid yourself. Gundy would love to embarrass Tom Herman. Uh, Then, you know what? Texas and Tom Herman's going to be right back on the hot seat where he was two weeks ago dealing with the eyes of Texas drama. At number five, how about the Texas Tech Red Raiders finally getting that win they desperately needed And Henry Columbia steps in at quarterback and gets it done against West Virginia. Of course, the defense played a big role scoring that go-ahead touchdown on a fumble by Sam James in the fourth quarter. But the team had a different swagger to it under Columbia, especially on on offense, where you saw this guy and his ability to pick up yards with his feet, and it changed the offense for the better. Alan Bowman did not have that ability. There's no other way to put it. He did not have that ability like... Henry Columbia did. So Texas Tech and Matt Wells desperately needed that game last week, and they got it done, and it wasn't just because of the offense, but the defense making some big plays. At number six, the Iowa State Cyclones. What is it about Iowa State, huh? Somebody explain this to me. They look great against OU every year, and then they, you know, crap it against other teams. It's like, come on, guys. You know, you got to have some consistency here. It's Brocktober, by the way. You're not supposed to lose in the month of October when you're Iowa State. Uh, But the offense, and especially the offensive line, for all the great things Matt Campbell has done, the offensive line has just not met the expectations. I know that Brock Purdy is better when he's under pressure, but he was under enormous pressure last week. I mean, he'd snapped the ball, and Oklahoma State was there. Now, that's credit to what Jim Knowles does at Oklahoma State, but still, that offensive line 
could for a, another year be the difference between Iowa State competing for a Big 12 title and finding itself just trying to get to, you know, two, three games above 500. At number seven, the West Virginia Mountaineers. Last week we were talking about this team. Hey, can they be the surprise team in the Big 12 Conference? It's going to be very tough to do after that loss. They're 2-2 two and two in the conference. That's tied with Oklahoma and Texas. They're behind Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Uh, they've got Kansas State this weekend. That certainly would be a step in the right direction uh, for West Virginia. But I just have concerns about the passing game. I love Letty Brown. The defense is great. But they lead the FBS. I saw this stat watching the game on Saturday. They lead the FBS in drop passes. They had seven in that game alone. Of course, Sam James fumbles, and that hands the game to the Red Raiders. It's just inexcusable. It's inexcusable for Neil Brown and the Mountaineers. So the running game's good. Uh, the defense is great, but that passing game with Jared Dagey, more notably as wide receivers, needs a lot of work. At number eight, the TCU Horn Frogs in our Big 12 power rankings. And, you know, for being fair for TCU, they should probably be 0-4 right now. If Texas and, and running back Keontae Ingram doesn't fumble at the goal line early in the season... TCU is 0-4. I mean, they, they, of course, kudos to them, but Ingram fumbles at the goal line. That touchdown would have put Texas ahead of TCU. They probably would have won the game. And TCU is 0-4 instead of being 1-3. And, and Gary Patterson has consistently now had the third best recruiting class on average in the Big 12, and he's looking at a third straight year of mediocrity in the conference, most likely. Right? Six and seven the past couple of years. Uh, so you're seeing this play out now, and you're wondering where are those other wins uh, for the TCU Horn Frogs, and what does that mean for Gary Patterson in a third straight year? I, it was seven and six two years ago, five and seven last year. I, Gary Patterson's not in trouble at TCU. He is TCU football. All I'm saying is it would be a third straight year of mediocrity, something that hasn't happened to Gary Patterson ever during his time uh, with the Horn Frogs. Never. When they joined the Big 12 the first two years, they went 7-6, and 4-8, and eight, and then 12-1. and one. Since then, 11-2, 6-7, 11-3, 7-6, This would be a third straight year of average football uh, at best. At number nine, the Baylor Bears show up. And Baylor's the hardest team to figure out in the Big 12 right now, mostly because they played the fewest games and they've been the most impacted by COVID-19. Uh, Saturday's loss to Texas was not pretty, especially in offense. And now John Lovett and Tristan Ebner are sitting out the rest of the 2020 season. They're uh, one-two punch uh, senior running backs. So that's a tough spot for Dave Aranda. This is certainly not going to be, you know, the magical season of last year. But if Baylor puts it together, they should be able to compete with just about anybody in this conference. Let's just see uh, if they can do that moving forward. That's, that's the question around Baylor. It's been so stop and go with the way this uh, team has operated. It's been so stop and go. So I'm just trying to figure all that out. And then the Kansas Jayhawks. Kansas Jayhawks at number 10. They got smoked again on Saturday in the Sunflower Showdown. And why do I have a feeling we're going to say that a lot? KU got smoked. That's because we're going to be saying it a lot. By the way, the Big 12 basketball schedule came out this week, and I'm pretty sure KU fans are just kind of counting down to that. And I don't blame you. I just don't. It's a rebuild. They're going with Jalen Daniels at quarterback the rest of the way. No problem doing that. Let him take his lumps and see if you're building something for the future. There you have your Big 12 power rankings for the week.
I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It's great to be here with you. As we roll through the show, coming up next, I'll jump to another conference in college football and why they've got it all wrong. We'll touch on that much more from in the conference next. All right, guys, before we uh, continue here, a lot of stuff to dive into this week. Uh, Our friends at MyBookie are taking care of you, the Heartland College Sports listener, with an awesome, awesome offer, a 100% sign-up bonus. That means when you deposit at MyBookie.com, whatever you want to put in there, 50, 100, uh, 250, 500 bucks, they're going to match it dollar for dollar in free play money. There's no unlocking it. They are just going to give it to you. I've done it. I do it every year with my bookie. They're great partners of this show. And that way you can double your earnings. You've got free money right in your account to place any bet that you want to across the Big 12, college football, the NFL, whatever you want to use it for. They've got you with free play money. Use our promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, for a 100% sign-up bonus. And our friends at MyBookie are partners. They're a very important partner for us. And we're thrilled to have them continue to work with this show. That's mybookie.com, the promo code BIG12, BIG12, for a 100% sign-up bonus. So when do we start talking about the Big 12 and the fact that it's actually playing some pretty damn good defense? I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. It's great to be here with you as we roll through another week of conference play and a loaded week, by the way. I just, I can't wait for it to be here. So uh, let's start off with the fact that I believe the Big 12 is having the best defensive year it's had since before conference realignment. Go back to when... Nebraska, Missouri, A&M, Colorado, we're all part of the Big 12. That's the last time this conference was playing this type of defense. But even now, it's not getting the respect it deserves. It's so predictable, but it still is really frustrating. So here we are, you know, about halfway through the season. I went through the NCAA college football FBS rankings, right? And I took out all the teams that have played one game or two games because, you know, those stats don't count, right? But for teams that have played at least a handful of games, we're talking minimum three to four games. West Virginia still has the number one total defense in America. But it's not just about that. It's not just the Mountaineers. Oklahoma State has the seventh best defense in America in terms of total defense. Oklahoma, 12. Baylor, 22. Iowa State, 30th. That's half of the Big 12 inside the top 30 in total defense. Texas just outside the top 30 at 31. And TCU at 38. Seven of your 10 teams in this conference are inside the top 40 in total defense of teams that have played more than one game. And you've got half of them, really say more than half, throw Texas in there. They're at 31. Six or five, uh, excuse me, six of your 10 Big 12 teams, top 31 defenses in America. I mean, if that was the SEC, oh, the SEC, oh, the defenses, they're always so good. Oh, my goodness, look at these guys on defense. And if you want to look at a better stat in terms of defense, which you probably should really look at this stat more than just total yards because 
The Big 12 typically is going to run more plays than some other conferences. Look at yards per play. And the Big 12 is still just as dominant. West Virginia, third in the nation. Oklahoma State, sixth in the nation. Baylor, 14th. Texas, 15th. Got Iowa State at 26th. Oklahoma at 28th. And TCU in the low 30s. So no matter how you look at it, whether it's yards per play or total defense, the Big 12 is having a defensive renaissance this year. And predictably, nobody's talking about it. But hey, you want to talk about how Ole Miss and Alabama score 100 points. And what do we hear from the pundits? Oh, my goodness. Look at the offenses in the SEC. Oh, they're lights out. Look at these athletes. But for the past decade in the Big 12, it's been, oh, man, are they ever going to play defense? They can't stop a nosebleed. Boy, the Big 12, uh, just a bunch of shootouts. It's 60 to 56. Texas Tech winning the game against Oklahoma State. Eh, They don't play any defense there in the heartland. Well, which one is it? Because right now, this conference is playing defense. It's playing really good defense. By the way, it has been playing pretty good defense uh, for going on half a decade now. Like, look at what Matt Rule had with that team last year. That was an excellent defense. Gary Patterson at TCU has had a really good defense for basically his entire tenure. Iowa State for the last two, three years especially has had a very good defense as well, right? I mean, we've we've seen that play out. For If you're a Big 12 fan, you know that Iowa State's had a really good defense uh, under John Haycock for the better part of three seasons now, three, four seasons. So between what Baylor did last year, what they're going to continue to do, by the way, you've got Dave Aranda as your head coach who just coached LSU's defense to a national title. I have very, I'm very, very confident. It may not happen and I'll click for them this year, but Baylor's going to be a very good defensive team. Iowa State, really good defense. TCU, Gary Patterson, very good defense. Uh, West Virginia and Neil Brown, what he is building on that defense is impressive. And Oklahoma State, I don't know if it's a one-year mirage. They've got so many guys coming back, 10 starters back, and it all just happened to click this year. I'm not going to sit here and say I believe Oklahoma State's going to be a powerhouse defensive team for the next decade under Mike Gundy. History would tell a different story. But still, for this year, with that side of the ball, Oklahoma State's got itself a heck of a defensive unit. Heck of a defensive unit. And Mike Gundy deserves a lot of credit for that as well. But also, give Jim Knowles a lot of credit. He mixed up the scheme a little bit here about a year and a half ago, and it's paid off for him in a big, big way. So Jim Knowles and the job that he has done uh, for this team in Stillwater has been very impressive and should not be overlooked. But this conference is playing defense. That being said, here's the other excuse I'm hearing. Oh, boy. Well, you know, it's just because the quarterbacks aren't as good as they usually are. Really? I think the quarterbacks are pretty damn good in this conference right now. You've got senior guys like Charlie Brewer and Sam Ellinger at Baylor and Texas, respectively, who have started for four years. You've got five-star talents like Spencer Rattler at Oklahoma. Um, You've got Brock Purdy at Iowa State, who some people are calling a first-round NFL draft pick. And I haven't even gotten to some of the, you know, young guys like Spencer Sanders and what's happening with Will Howard. It's an impressive group. I agree, and I'll admit that it's not the best group of quarterbacks the Big 12 has ever had here in the last decade or so. But to act like these guys are a bunch of scrubs, 
that that's just not the case at all. No way, no how. And you can't have it both ways anyway and be like, oh, the Big 12 doesn't play any defense. They play no defense whatsoever. Oh, the Big 12's just playing defense because, well, the quarterbacks aren't as good as they usually are. No, 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 no. You, you cannot have it both ways, which is what the Big 12 haters are trying to do, which is so predictable. Uh, but this, I love right now, the mixture of coaches in this conference, and that's what's really created this environment of, you know, uniquely really good defenses, right? Like, it's not a bunch of just air raid guys, air raid disciples who are head coaches in this conference. It's not. It's a great mix of guys with different backgrounds from different parts of the country. Just think about it. You go from you know, a Lincoln Riley to a Dave Aranda, to an old school guy like Gary Patterson and Mike Gundy, uh, you know, throwing a Matt Wells, mix it in with heck a Chris Kleiman coming from North Dakota State to Kansas State, uh, Matt Campbell, uh, more of a you know Ohio guy working his way up through the ranks now at Iowa State. So you all know these guys, we all know these guys, and I think the unique nature of these coaches that they all come from different coaching trees and different parts of the country and different conferences is what has made this so unique and has been really good for the conference. Kudos to the athletic directors and the university presidents for making these hires and not just trying to duplicate what, say, Mike Leach did and being like, hey, where's my Mike Leach disciple that I can take from Texas Tech and bring him to Iowa State and he's going to just knock it out of the park. No, they didn't do that. And that's a credit to leadership at these universities and within these athletic departments realizing that and uh, trying to find what works for them. And I believe you're seeing that play out now in real time for this conference. And it's a heck of a lot of fun to watch it play out in real time uh, for this conference. This It's just a really unique year for the Big 12. And they're not going to talk about it on SportsCenter for the seven people that still watch it. But I would hope that this will get more attention from other Big 12 or other college football media outlets in the not-too-distant future. Coming up next, time for our previews and our picks heading into this weekend on heartlandcollegesports.com. All right, let's dive into it with our picks heading into this weekend's Big 12 action. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. And let's go in order as we get you ready for this weekend's action and start with Kansas State on the road against West Virginia. It's a weird line. It might be a sucker line. I get it. But I'm rolling with the Kansas State Wildcats getting three and a half points on the road in West Virginia. And there's a few reasons for that. First off, nobody has done a better job on takeaways this year than the Kansas State Wildcats. They have done all the little things well. They have been a bend but don't break defense. They've got seven interceptions in their five games. Uh, they have 14 sacks in five games. West Virginia's done okay on that. But still, this team, while it hasn't done great in terms of what it's given up on the yards front, it has been as efficient as any team in the Big 12 Conference, and they've done it in all three phases. That should not be overlooked heading into this game. Should not be overlooked at all. Whether it's Phillip Brooks on punt returns, Deuce Vaughn, 
uh, working his way as a receiver and a running back, helping out Will Howard. Whether it's this defense that's creating takeaways, they are doing everything that you would ask on all three phases and more. And guess what? Chris Kleiman has so much, so much to be proud of for this team right now. I understand going to Morgantown's never easy. I get all of that. But despite all of that, despite all of it, I've got to look at this Kansas State team and say, you know what? (laughs) I'm rolling with them. I'm rolling with them. I know they're young. I know it's on the road. But I get three and a half points in what could be a defensive slugfest. I'm going to do it. I mean, this has 20 to 17 written all over it. So why am I not going to take three and a half points in this game? Especially when the home field advantage is, let's be honest, not what it typically is because of the COVID season. So give me the Kansas State Wildcats on the road getting three and a half points in Morgantown. Next up, we've got KU and Iowa State. The Cyclones are 28 and a half point favorites on the road. And I've made a lot of money this year betting against KU. All right. I haven't gone for them yet this year, but I'm changing my tune. And you guys can make fun of me on Sunday if I'm wrong about this when we do the recap show on the uh, on the podcast only page. But 28 and a half points, four touchdowns in this game, plus some. KU's really bad, like really, really bad. But Iowa State, when Matt Campbell wins, his teams don't don't blow teams out. They just don't. Iowa State is 2-5 and five against the spread in their last seven games against an opponent in the Big 12. 2-5 and five in their last seven games against the Big 12 against the spread. All right, and now, you know, KU has been an underdog. It's been 14, it's been 18, it's been 20-plus points. But 28-and-a-half points, KU's at home. Iowa State's coming off a hangover, tough loss on the road against Oklahoma State, going on the road for a second straight week. Iowa State's going to win this game with ease. But you're telling me that this is not the week when KU gets a cover of four-plus touchdowns, catching a hungover, sleepy Iowa State team for an 11 a.m. kickoff in Lawrence? This is the week. And I may regret this pick more than any other pick this week because I know how bad KU is. But the defense hasn't been terrible. The defense has not been terrible. They've just been on the field too darn long. I'm not saying they're good. (laughs) But they haven't been terrible. All right, so give me KU plus 28 and a half. First time I'm picking them against the spread this season. Then we'll go with TCU taking on Baylor. And I'm rolling with TCU in this game, and I'm going to roll with TCU and the uh, two and a half points that they're giving up against the Bears. Been a weird year for the Bears. I know that they're healthy, um, and they feel good, and they're fully practicing for the first time in what feels like a month. But all the advantages are in TCU's favor because here's the one thing TCU struggles with, and this might surprise you. TCU has given up 5.2 yards per carry. The run defense has not been good for the Horn Frogs. That's been their biggest weakness. But Baylor has been the worst rushing offense in the Big 12, bar none, with only three yards per carry, under 100 rushing yards per game. Even Kansas had 125 rushing yards per game. And now we find out that Treston Ebner and John Lovett, their senior running backs, are sitting out the rest of the season. That's a tough spot for Charlie Brewer and this offense. So TCU's passing defense has still been really, really solid. Not as good as usual, but still uh, very solid. And they're going to give Charlie Brewer in that passing game fits. So Gary Patterson always seems to turn it up for this game. Here's a tidbit for you. TCU... 
is 10 and three against the spread in the last 13 games against Baylor. Uh, that's a heck of a number. TCU is six and one against the spread in their last seven games when playing on the road against Baylor. Gary Patterson's got that number, especially against the spread. I'll take TCU minus two and a half points in this game on Saturday. Then we've got Oklahoma State taking on Texas. Uh, one of the two best games of the weekend here in the Big 12. The other one being Kansas State and West Virginia. And for me, this is about the Cowboys. This is about how good this team is. It's about the fact that, yes, Texas got back in the win column last week. But frankly, that was much more about the fact that Baylor was just uh, a beaten up, confused team uh, coming off all the COVID issues. I'm still not buying what Tom Herman is selling this year. I'm just not. And plus, Tom Herman is one and four against the spread in his last five games against Mike Gundy. One and four for Texas against the spread. Also, they're 0-4-1 against the spread in the last five games played in the month of October. It's not been a good time of year. It's not been a good opponent for Tom Herman, especially against the spread. This Oklahoma State defense is for real. The Cowboys are 8-2 and two against the spread in their last 10 games. Uh, they are going to give Sam Ellinger, who's been very mediocre throwing the ball, fits this uh, in this game. And the offense is going to get better and better and better as Spencer Sanders gets healthy and starts clicking, starts clicking with his wide receivers. Uh, the Pokes are just in a very good place right now. They're also 7-1 and one against the spread in their last eight games against an opponent in the Big 12. I'm taking Oklahoma State minus three. If you're at three and a half, buy half a point. I like Oklahoma State minus three against Texas this weekend. And then, then we've got the Texas Tech and Oklahoma game. That's the night game here on Halloween in the Big 12 Conference. Texas Tech and Oklahoma. And it's a big number. Over two touchdowns in this game. Over two touchdowns. So this is, uh, this is a tricky one. It's a very tricky game. But I'm going to take Texas Tech home for a second straight week, getting over two touchdowns against a young Oklahoma team that is now playing its second straight road game. I believe OU wins. I do believe that. But Texas Tech is 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six games when playing at home against the Sooners. For whatever reason, this team, the program, gets up for home games against OU. I know that everybody does. But OU's still a young team. It's up and down. They're going to win. There's a ton of talent there. But that being said, I like the Red Raiders to cover this two-plus touchdown number. It's 14 and a half. If you can get in on that, uh, I'm going to do it. It's the toughest game to pick, but I'm still going to roll with it. So we've got K-State plus three and a half, KU plus 28 and a half, TCU minus two and a half, Oklahoma State minus three, Tech plus 14 and a half. The picks are 16 and eight against the spread this season. Have a great week, and don't forget about those picks that are brought to you by MyBookie.com. Use the promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, for a 100% sign-up bonus today. Our picks are doing really well this season, 16-8 and eight against the spread, and MyBookie will take care of you with that free money. Free money, just on top of whatever your deposit is with the promo code BIG12, BIG12. And please leave a rating, review, subscribe. Helps the show tremendously. We've got free koozies when you send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. I had to order a new batch, so we've got a full stock of koozies waiting for you. Thanks so much, guys. Enjoy the games. We'll talk to you on Sunday for the recap show.